If you're hurting those you care about and you want to stop that behavior, Healed Being provides step-by-step guidance to help you understand and heal from those harmful patterns, ultimately freeing yourself from the need to control and change others. The first four lessons are free. Join today to get the powerful lessons, detailed Q&As, and a helpful judgment-free supportive community. Whether you're looking to save a relationship on the brink of collapse or simply want to become a better version of yourself, Healed Being offers the tools and guidance that will change your life. Head over to HealedBeing.com today. Welcome to the Overwhelmed Brain, where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now. Hey, this is Paul Coliani, and I want to help you learn the skills you need to deal with life's challenges using emotional intelligence and critical thinking without compromising who you are. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Always seek a professional for your mental health and well-being. Great to have you here. Feels like a very fast week, but uh, here we are again. Good to have you. If you are a new listener, this is what I do. I talk. If you are an existing listener, um, great to have you back. And uh, I'm going to get right into what I'm talking about today, uh, which is a few things maybe. We'll see where it goes. Uh, This person wrote to me and said, I found your podcast. I love it. And um, my question and concern is the use of allowing others to control our feelings. He says, it's interesting to me how you keep talking about allowing others how they make me feel. I can't imagine something more poisonous than buying into the idea that others can control how I feel, that they have some magic button to control what goes on inside of me. I think it's important to understand how we feel is something inside of us. It is something we can control, that we should never give our power to others. Thanks for spreading the word to help people have good and healthy and happy relationships. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I think it's so important to not give away your power and let people control how you feel. But (laughs) there are people that know how to control how you feel because they know how you operate. And yes, there's an argument out there that somebody can make and say, well, nobody can control how you feel. Those are your feelings. Those are your emotions. Those are your thoughts. And all you have to do is just say, no, I'm not going to feel that way. I don't think I've been 100% successful ever in doing that. Somebody comes along, they tick me off. I'm angry. Okay, Paul, just don't feel that way. Don't be angry. Well, somebody might argue they didn't make you angry. That was your response. That was your reaction. That's your issue. I agree. It is my issue but they still knew how to make me angry. Now, maybe their goal wasn't to make me angry. Maybe their goal was to get what they wanted and I just got angry because of it. Well, if that's the case, then they knew somehow how to operate me. They knew my buttons. They knew my controls, my gears. They knew what to do or say in order to put me in a reactionary state. Now, they may not have wanted me in an angry state. They may have just wanted me to be compliant and do what they wanted me to do. But there are people that take our power, as this guy wrote, there, there are people that take our power that way because they know we'll be in what's what, what I call a lowered state. 
highly technical term. <laughs> it's just a lowered state of how you feel. How do you feel right now? I feel great. How do you feel right now? I feel good. How do you feel right now? I don't feel so good. These are states that can be high or low and how you feel on a certain day or in a certain hour can be high or low. And some people know how to come along and put you into a lowered state, which then might make you more susceptible to give in to what they want. So if they want something from you and they know how to put you in that lowered state, whether it's getting you angry or getting you confused or, you know, gaslighting you, making you feel crazy, then they might put you in that lowered state so they get what they want. And if you get into that lowered state, you might be more susceptible. So that's the whole cycle of perhaps harmful, abusive, maybe behavior that uh, we can get into with certain people in our lives. This person wrote, says, I can't stand that they know my buttons. I can't stand that they know how to operate me. And it does take a lot of work to not be affected by someone else. Maybe that's why a lot of us are introverts. We don't know exactly how to not be affected by certain people. We have empathy. We have sympathy. We have feelings about others. We have compassion. And because we have all these feelings and thoughts inside of us that have to do with other people, we're affected by those other people. That's not saying extra, extroverts don't have this. I'm just saying more introverts tend to shy away from certain events, certain people, groups of people, mainly because for many reasons, but how are they handling it inside themselves? Speaking for myself, you know, how do I handle these emotional states that I'm in inside myself when certain people say certain things? Do I have a fear of confrontation? I used to. Some people do still. They still have a fear of confrontation because when they have to confront or get confronted, what comes up for them? Do they get put into that lowered state? And somebody out there will argue, but that's still your choice to go into that state. You could certainly stand up for yourself. You could certainly be confident in yourself where you get that confidence. They're not saying, <laughs> but if you stand up for yourself, you will get different results. That's the argument. And again, I'm not disagreeing with that. This is all true. But what happens when you don't have the resource, you don't do it. If I don't have the resource of confidence, I'm not going to stand up for myself and be confident. If I don't have the resource of accepting whatever consequence comes along, if I stand up for myself, then I'm not going to do it. Or I'm going to be so afraid of doing it that I'll hide. I don't want to face that. So I'll get away from that. I'll shield myself from that stuff. I'll cope with these situations that come up in ways that protect me. My coping mechanisms will activate so that I don't have to deal with these, these things head on. I don't want to deal with them directly. So I might be passive aggressive. I might be, I might be angry. I might do something that uh, keeps somebody else away. I might lash out at them. And so when that happens, uh, that's a way to protect myself. So I don't get into that lowered state. I don't want to be in that lowered state. I don't want somebody to come along and know how to press my buttons and then my day is ruined or they get what they want. But what happens is we don't have the resources. We don't know how to cope. We don't know how to deal with things. 
that happen, the challenges that come along in life, then we don't know how to stay out of that lowered state. When you're in that lowered state, how do you respond to life? How do you show up for life? And uh, what do you give in? What do you settle for just because you want it to stop? You want somebody to stop bothering you. You want the challenge, the the big issue to stop. So what will you do? And some people will give in. Some people will settle. Some people will say, okay, you win. You win. You can have anything you want. Just stop bothering me. That's because we get into that lowered state. So I'm not going to really get into this subject too much, but I wanted to read this person's email because it is true. If we think about how somebody puts us into that lowered state, it can give us an advantage by thinking that's what they're doing. Is this person trying to put me into a lowered state right now? Is this person trying to make me feel bad? Are they trying to make me feel guilty? Are they trying to make me feel angry? What are they doing right now? This is kind of observing yourself in the situation from a distance. I'm seeing myself over there experiencing what's happening. Hey, that person just tried to make me angry. What am I going to do about it? I'm watching myself over there in a dissociated state, watching to see how I'll react. But at the same time, because I'm dissociated, watching myself from afar, that's how I'm using dissociated in this context. I am uh, separated from myself, watching how I'm going to react. And I'm also in control of how I'm going to react because that's me and I'm not in my stuff in the moment, which can be very helpful when you have stuff that comes up and you're trying to deal with that stuff and you'd normally have a reaction. You can step outside yourself and say, okay, Paul, or whatever your name is, what are you going to do? Let's look at this objectively. Let's look at this as them trying to evoke a reaction from out from us. And if we don't react, we get to keep our power. So we can look at it that way. If I don't react, I get to keep my power. But how am I going to react? What do I do now? These are the resources I may not have available to me to be able to come up with something. So that's why we step outside ourselves and at least see this situation unfolding so we can come up with a new resource. We can come up with a new response or reaction because we're watching it unfold. And normally what happens is we get triggered if something triggers us and then we have a fast response, fast feeling, fast thought, fast reaction, and we put it out there and now we can't take it back. But if we step outside ourselves, it gives us a moment. And I know this kind of esoteric, how do you step outside yourself? Well, you do become your own observer. This is me over there having that conversation. When you step outside yourself, you're stepping outside your stuff, your emotional baggage, your trauma, your past trauma, your past anything that anyone did to you. You step outside that and you see how you are responding and then you control how you want to respond. It's so much easier said than done, I know. But this is something you practice and you can practice it in more benign situations as well hey, what's happening right now? I'm going to step outside and see my reaction. I can see myself from afar, 20 feet away or from uh, 20 feet high and, and you know I'm in the sky or I'm on the ceiling watching or looking down and seeing the situation unfold. It's just normal, regular dissociation that you've either read about in psychology or if you've taken NLP, you know what I'm talking about. 
but the whole idea is to not be in your stuff at the time. And that's the challenge, getting out of our stuff. Get out of your fear. Get out of your old PTSD. Again, easier said than done. But if you can step outside yourself, even in your mind's eye, I can see myself over there having a conversation, having a reaction, and then I can choose which conversation I want to have and which reaction I want to have. So somebody tries to press your buttons, you can say, hmm, they're trying to press my buttons. That's interesting. You look at it like a scientist. I can see myself starting to feel nervous. I can see myself thinking my gears are turning. I can see myself going into that lowered state. So what can I do differently from this point on? I'm going to tell myself what I'm going to do, what I can do differently. Hey, this time, don't react like you used to. In fact, see what they're doing. They're trying to reach in and control you. And just your awareness of that is going to be helpful. Like you sitting back, rubbing your chin, <laughs> looking at yourself, having this conversation in this challenge. Hmm, they're trying to press my buttons. They're trying to make me upset. I'm, I'm observing this. I'm seeing what's happening here. What are they trying to gain? That's another question I like to ask. What are they trying to gain right now? Do they want me to agree to something? Do they want to change my mind about something? Are, are they trying to control me for some reason? All of these questions can be very helpful so that you don't fall into some sort of trap that you might get entrapped in over and over again. Because that's what happens is some people will pull the same stunt over and over again because it works. So let me step outside myself, watch this from afar, and try to make new decisions this time. Try to respond differently. Now, of course, the big thing that uh, is in a lot of people's minds is that um, I don't want to deal with the consequences of doing something different. Because if I do something different, they're going to get angrier. They're going to be more upset. They're going to change their approach. And I won't like it because it's going to be worse. Well, this is right? This is giving away your power. This is you letting the other person, quote, win. I don't want to let them win. I just don't want to lose. <laughs> Some people might say, I don't want to lose. My approach to that is to honor yourself with love for others. That's always been my approach when it comes to honoring your own boundaries. How can I honor myself and protect myself with love or while I love this other person? Hey, look, that doesn't work for me. But um, I still care about you, and I hope that's okay. That's a basic concept. How can I love myself while loving the other person? How can I protect myself while loving the other person? How can I honor myself? How can I be in alignment with my values while loving the other person? Because you're not trying to put them down, although you may feel like it. <laughs> you might want to try to make them feel bad, maybe turn the tables, but my whole approach you can choose to follow or not, is to honor yourself, do something for you. It's not about doing something against them. It's doing something for you and still show kindness and love and compassion for the other person as long as it doesn't hurt you. So this is where you might give away your power if you're not careful is you allow somebody to hurt you and let them do what they want giving them power over you. How do you stop that? You say, I love myself. You feel it. 
I love myself, so I'm not going to allow that to happen. I respect myself, so I'm not going to allow that to happen. I want to continue respecting myself. I want to continue being happy inside myself or at least not feeling like I've compromised myself. I don't want to let myself down. Therefore, I'm going to honor myself. And because I'm not a vindictive person, I don't want to get back at them necessarily. And I'm this outside observer and see what they're trying to do for some dysfunctional or toxic reason. Maybe they have issues they need to deal with, but because I'm still a compassionate person, that's who I am. I'm going to honor myself and still love them. I'm sorry I can't do that, but uh, I still care about you and I still care about us. I love our friendship. I love our family. I love whatever, you know, however they're related to you. I love what we have, but I won't be able to do that. It's a confidence in honoring yourself. That's where confidence comes from, or at least what I'm talking about today is that knowing that you deserve to be treated with kindness and dignity and respect. And when you're not treated that way, you have to resolve that. It doesn't even get into not doing what they don't want you to do or facing the consequences of confrontation or whatever. It has to do with taking the first step, which is I love myself. I'm going to take care of myself. I have to live with myself, so I'm not going to hurt myself. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to protect myself from what could be harm, whether the other person intended it or not. But my first step is to take care of myself. And my second step is to show them I still care about them. So that may not work with everyone. That may not work in a particular situation that you're in. But as a general philosophy, I think it is a very healthy approach to most challenges in most situations, especially ones where somebody tries to take away your power. Now, there are people out there that don't want anything less than for you to be powerless. They want you to have no power. They will do everything to make you feel a certain way, just like this person wrote. I don't like the idea that somebody has that kind of control over me. I'm going to make my decision on how I feel. That's great if you can do it. But there are clever people out there. There are people that do know your buttons. There are people that you've allowed inside your heart where you can feel vulnerable with, where you can share your deepest, darkest, well, deepest secrets with, and uh, you feel comfortable doing that because you trust them. And as soon as you let somebody in that far, they know, they know more about you. And when they know more about you, they can use more against you. Now, that sounds like we shouldn't have deep relationships. I disagree with that completely. We should absolutely have deep, connected, intimate relationships. But we have to know that some people will take advantage of that. And part of the strength of vulnerability is showing vulnerability to the people that we love and trust, and they don't crush our heart, knowing that we could show vulnerability to people that we love and trust, and somebody else might crush our heart. The strength is showing the vulnerability to most of the people that we trust in our life to show that we want a deeper connection with them. And the strength in that is knowing that there will be people that might take advantage of us. And it's strength because when you do that, you are risking yourself. You are risking somebody hurting you. And that 
is a very scary thing. It's a very scary place to be. When you know that somebody could hurt you because you're vulnerable, it's a very scary situation to be in. And so some people won't do it. Some people won't open up all the way because they don't want to be hurt. But when you open up to the right people that don't hurt you and treat you with kindness and respect and dignity and they support you being happy and they support your path and your decisions. When you have somebody that loves you in that way, then it's the greatest kind of love or at least one of the greatest kinds of love. And when you have that, it's such a good feeling. And yes, you might run into somebody that takes advantage of you and just ruins your life. It seems they just ruin everything. They make you feel bad, but it's the risk we take for that kind of love. And some people don't want to take that risk. I know. And some people have been hurt so bad, they will never take that risk again. As sad as that is, I understand. As sad as that is, I understand the need to protect yourself. And I hope that you find someone that you can love and trust and be around and talk to that uh, you can let in so close that you don't have to worry about feeling that crush that can happen. Hopefully nobody ever takes advantage of you like that. It's good to be discerning. It's good to be discerning about the people in your life because if they have the capability of doing that, if they've hurt you before, you just kind of have to have an awareness of that. And coming back to the person who wrote, I don't want people to have control over me like that. Absolutely. Who, who wants that? Nobody wants somebody else to have control of your buttons, of your feelings, of your emotions, but they're out there. This is a a truthful show. (laughs) They're out there. I was once very good at making someone feel bad. I was once very good at making someone feel guilty because I knew how to craft words in a way that made them think twice about their own behaviors, even though what they were doing wasn't bad or wrong. I have healed from being that way. Thank God, I'm not that way anymore because that was just destructive and abusive. And I've learned so much since then, but I remember what I was like and what I did and uh, how I did it. I remember how I used to make people feel bad. I, I could do it. And a lot of us have the capability of doing that because all you have to do is open the door, let them close to your heart and they'll open their door and let you close to their heart And then once you're that close, it can be easier to hurt someone. And if you have uh, some issues to deal with inside yourself and you don't deal with them, you're more likely to push those issues onto someone else, which could mean hurting them, which is a way to control how they feel. And because we have the capability of hurting someone, because we know how to do that, then we all have the ability to make someone feel the way we want them to feel. I mean, this really, it's hard to get around that, hard to get around the fact that somebody knows how to make us feel, even though we're supposed to have full control over our emotions and we can choose to feel, we can choose to react, but uh, the closer someone is and the more you trust them, the more safe you feel with them, um, the more likely that you can be hurt by them, which is why it's so important to have people that you can trust and feel safe with and don't do selfish behaviors and don't have your best interest in mind. Because when you find out that they don't have your best interest in mind, that's when they have the ability to put you into that lowered state and take your power away. 
And speaking of lowered states, this is the best time to mention BetterHelp. BetterHelp is today's sponsor, and they are here to help you navigate any of life's challenges, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent, or dealing with that other person in your life. And when you have these feelings that come up that you just can't seem to control, it is very helpful to talk to someone that knows how to help you navigate those feelings, those thoughts, those emotions. That's what BetterHelp does. They are the world's largest therapy service. They've matched over 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. It's affordable. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. I wish I had better help when I was younger. I went into a depressed state and other people could easily control my emotions, even when they weren't trying to. And when I went to therapy, it was the door that I needed to open to start feeling better about myself and start getting out into the world again. It has changed my life. And if you're dealing with anything that you're having some challenge with that you need somebody else's thoughts on, try BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash brain. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash brain. All right, let's finish this episode with an email that I received. This person wrote and said, hey, I listen to both your podcasts and I thank you for the great content. I have a situation, I'm in a, a long-term relationship and um, the dynamic has changed. Basically, to boil it down, my partner gets uncomfortable when I express how I feel about something. Yeah, at first, it was subtle where he'd avoid it, ignore things or give passive aggressive reactions like sighing or saying sideways comments under his breath. I'd approach it by asking if there was something wrong or if everything was okay. And the response would be no, but over time it would be yes, like something was wrong. I'd avoid this and stop talking about any negative feelings. And then he felt I was withdrawing. I realized my feelings matter. So I've taken up the practice of expressing them. But now he either gaslights me or attacks my character through anger. And he retreats and outright ignores that I'm here. How do I approach this in a healthy way? That's a tough one. Thank you for writing that. And I'm sorry you're going through this. But if um, somebody is reacting to your expressions, then that tells me there's something going on underneath. Something more that uh, he doesn't want to talk about, doesn't want to express. I remember feeling this way myself many years ago in a relationship where I didn't want to say what was really on my mind. I had a fear of confrontation back then, but I didn't want to talk about it. And when you don't have the ability to express yourself or you're, you have a fear of confrontation or you're afraid of hurting someone's feelings, you don't express it or some people won't, won't express it. And what they might do is do something else instead. And that something else will be passive aggressiveness or defensiveness or avoidance, everything that you're talking about. So there's something underneath what's going on here. It's not about the issue. It's probably about, uh, that's my guess. It's not about the issue. It's probably something else that he doesn't want to talk about. So what's the healthiest way to approach this? I would just say, look, this is what happens. You get upset. You avoid, you don't want to talk about it. You're afraid or angry or whatever. 
And I know something's going on. Tell me what's going on with you. And I'm assuming he wasn't always this way. So I think that's what you said. Yeah, the dynamic changed. It looks like a few years after you moved in together. So he wasn't this way for a while. So something happened a few years after you moved in together. And maybe that would be the starting point. A few years after we moved in together, you just started getting defensive and angry every time I expressed something. What's going on? Tell me, you can trust me. This is a, a healthy way to communicate instead of getting into an argument or anything like that. Just say, hey, look, I know something's going on. I know something's going on. So just share that with me because I don't want to have these kind of conversations. I want to be able to express myself to you. I want to be able to share things with you and share my thoughts and my feelings. And let's just talk about this stuff. So, you know, a few years after you moved in, this is when it started. This is what I remember. So tell me. So what you're doing is opening the door and making it safe for them to share. And you can make it safer by saying, look, if it's about me, if you're angry at me, if you're uh, unhappy, are you unhappy with the relationship? Let's talk about this. I am ready to talk about this because I know you can't be happy in the situation or at least the way the situation is now. So let's talk about this. Let's get through this and, uh, We'll figure it out. And if we can't figure it out, so what? We'll just talk about it and see where it goes. But you and I both know we can't continue doing this because it's too difficult. I know it's difficult for you. It's difficult for me. Let's just talk about this and get it on the table. Let's put it on the table and see what happens because you're not going to be happy going forward and I'm not going to be happy going forward because we're both unhappy here doing these things every time we talk about something. So let's talk about it. That's my advice. That's my approach. That's how I would do it. But yes, I do believe there's probably something underneath that came up or he has some thoughts that he doesn't want to express because he feels like, like I said earlier, you might hurt your feelings if he expresses them. But it sounds like he's hurting your feelings every day going forward because you're not able to express things to him. You're not able to be honest with him and be open with him. So your feelings are already hurt all these times that this happens. So let's just get this out in the open. What's going on? And then have that conversation. It may not be easy. It actually may be, yeah, let's put it this way. The hard truths always get you to the outcome faster. So a hard truth might be, I'm not attracted to you anymore. That could be a hard truth and you may not want to hear it. And it could end the relationship or the hard truths get to the outcome faster. The outcome may be, I would like us to work on something. We're not, uh, we're not in a good space. So let's work on this. He may say that, or he may say something that you can work on, but he doesn't say, let's work on it. He just says, look, I don't like the fact that you do this. And I've just never said it because I never wanted to hurt your feelings. And then you can have a conversation about it. And maybe you'll say, well, that's who I am. And maybe he'll say, well, then I, I can't take that. I can't handle that. Or maybe he'll say, well, I love you and I want to work this out. Let's figure this out. But you'll get to the outcome pretty fast. When you ask somebody to put it on the table, let's just have a, a very good, very deep conversation about this. It doesn't even have to be deep. It just has to be on the table so we can express what's on our mind about this 
particular topic or subject. That's my thoughts. That's my suggestion. Good luck with this, but uh, it can't go on the way it is. That's really the bottom line. You, you can't go on like, like this because it'll continue compounding inside both of you. You'll repress, he'll repress, and then you won't get anywhere. And that compounding negativity inside of you comes out in destructive ways, in other ways, and you don't want that to happen. So that's my advice to you. I hope this helps. Good luck with that. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Overwhelmed Brain. Uh, I'm going to thank the patrons of the week. That's Ashley, Winnie, Stephen. Always good to see these names. Heather, you're new. Good to have you on board, Heather. Thank you so much for your support. Um, I'm very grateful. Brad, I always see Brad's name. I always see Stephen's name. All these names I recognize. Larry, Crystal, very good to have you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I am very grateful again. Once again, I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, supporting the show. These are the financial backers of the show. I read new names every week. The ones that uh, continue supporting the show. That's the people I talk about. So glad you're here. If you find value in the show like these patrons do, head over to moretob.com and you all have options to give back. Also, I'm going to tell you about my other show, Love and Abuse. If you go to loveandabuse.com, you'll find a show on how to deal with difficult relationships, how to navigate through the manipulation, the control, the anger, the any difficulty, just like we're just email I just read. It can be difficult to talk to some people. So I give you all kinds of tips and tools and advice over there in helping you to talk to people and also identifying emotionally abusive behavior, which is very important because we can get into an emotionally abusive situation without realizing we're in an emotionally abusive situation. Head over to loveandabuse.com if you are interested in that or you think you need it. And if you're on the other side of the coin and you are the one hurting someone and you don't realize you're doing it, or well, you probably won't need this if you don't realize it, but if you realize you're doing it and you want to change that about yourself and you want to become the best version of you in a relationship, head over to healedbeing.com. A very comprehensive program over there that I talked about the very intro of this episode. If you head over to healedbeing.com, you get the first four lessons for free and it'll tell you if um, if it's right for you. So take those lessons and figure out if you want to move on from there. And finally, thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music transitions in the overwhelmed brain. And I'm going to end this show on hopefully a good note. This person wrote and said, hey, Paul, I listen to your show all the time and it has helped me so much. I have a new perspective on life and I'm changing so much after listening. I was in a toxic relationship and after it changed uh, so much, I was blamed for everything. Even after being vulnerable to her, we both did a lot of harm to each other and I was the only one that took accountability for my half. The police were involved after the third time of losing her losing control and I got blamed for it due to her lying and not being honest. Ouch. This has had an impact on my life, but I'm working through it. Listening to your show has inspired me in making the necessary changes in my life. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so sorry you have to go through this, but you are, I mean, this is my number one thing I've learned in life is taking responsibility for my role in whatever situation has played out. If the other person is all at fault, they're doing everything terrible, they're yelling, they're mean, they're nasty or whatever, I still play a role in it. Doesn't mean it's my fault. Doesn't mean I I should get blamed for it. In fact, I'm probably the victim in the scenario I just described. 
but I still play a role. What is my role? My role may just be showing up every day and being a part of the abuse cycle. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm blaming the victim or I'm blaming myself. It doesn't mean I'm putting anyone in that position. It just means there are certain steps that we take in every relationship that play a part in the dynamic of that relationship. So it's important to understand the steps that you take so that you know what you can control and what you can't. We can't control the other person. The emotionally abusive person tries to control the other person, but uh, they usually fail. Or when they succeed, uh, there's usually resentment and there's usually a building rift, drifting away from each other. The emotions start to fade. The loving connection that you used to have starts to dissipate. And so when somebody is drifting away, that usually brings out more control from the emotionally abusive person. And the more control you put into a relationship, the bigger the rift. And then soon the relationship just doesn't work anymore. It just fizzles out. I mean, it could blow up, but it fizzles out typically. In this case, this person said, I take responsibility for what I've done. I've harmed her too. And not all relationships are like that. Sometimes the harm always comes from one side and the other person's trying to make things right, trying to do things right, trying to show up in the best way, trying to show up in a way that pleases the other person. And sometimes you can't do it. And that's a role. If you're trying to please the person that is hurtful toward you, that's also a role. So what role do you play in the relationship dynamic? Well, I'm trying to work things out. That could be what you say. I'm trying to work things out. I'm trying to do the best I can. And that's still a role. So you're taking steps in that role. And then you have to ask yourself, is this role working for me? Does this role work? And does this role work in this dynamic or in this relationship? Because the role that you play in life, in relationships, could be healthy, could be good, could be productive, could be everything, could be all the positive stuff. But you taking that role into certain relationships uh, doesn't work for everyone. So you could have a bunch of good things going on for you. You're not toxic and uh, you're a healthy person or partner and you bring that good you into a relationship that doesn't work for you. Now you have to take a look at your role and ask yourself, is this role working for me in this relationship? That doesn't mean you change your role. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But you do have to ask yourself, does this role work for me in this relationship? And is this role compatible with this relationship? And that can be very helpful to you to understand if the role you're playing in life is going to work for every relationship. But it doesn't. Not every role works for every relationship. My role might be, hey, I want a peaceful, balanced, comfortable relationship. And if I got someone that wants calamity, <laughs> it may not work. Or it might. You don't know. But uh, you understand your role. You understand their role, too. It's helpful to understand your own role. How do you show up? What are your habits? What are your thoughts and values and boundaries and beliefs and everything that makes you you? Their role might not be the same as yours or might not be compatible or it might not synchronize. And so you can either work with it 
or it's working against you and you just have to figure out where everything fits. And I know I'm being very vague here, but uh, it's getting close to the end of the episode. <laughs> Might have to explore this deeper one time in the future. But uh, it is important to understand that you do play a part. And once you know the part you're playing, you have to ask yourself, when I play this part, does it work? Is it working? Is it of value? Is it uh, giving me good results? Am I getting a good outcome from playing this part? That doesn't mean you change. It just means you become aware of the part you play and aware of your own patterns and behaviors and the words you say. And ask yourself, is this working? Is this working when I show up this way? And you can experiment. What if I changed this? What happens? What if I said this? What happens? I had a conversation with one of the members of uh, Healed Being the other day. And uh, what did he say? He said, uh, oh yeah, we were talking about communication and how he communicates in a certain way and his partner or his ex-partner is um, having trouble understanding that it is uh, his way of communicating. But he said, look, I don't want to change the way I'm communicating because that's who I am. I'm going to show up as who I am. And then I presented him with the question, what if you were to match her way of communicating and you found out that that was a healthy, productive way to get your message across. And so he had to think about that. He had to consider that. And so this is what can happen is sometimes we are in our own space and in a, in a healthy way, self-absorbed because we are uh, proud of who we are. We're confident in who we are and we don't want to change for other people. But um, sometimes it could be helpful to see how somebody shows up and kind of match their style. This is how you build rapport with somebody. You, you see them as maybe a little uh, high energy and you're low energy. So it's going to be hard to talk with them. But what if you raised your energy and just kind of got on their wavelength? And then you might say, well, uh, well, why don't they match my energy? If you can make that happen, <laughs> go for it. But if you can't, Sometimes it can be helpful to meet them where they are instead of having them meet you where you are. Anyway, fun stuff. <laughs> no matter what, always keep an open mind. If you want to try to figure out how to communicate with somebody else, keeping an open mind helps you step into your power so that you can be firm in your decisions and actions and get your message across in a way that maybe they understand and believe it or not, you are more powerful beyond measure. And above all, and this is something I absolutely know to be true about you, you are amazing.
When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.